You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. No, I'm just that damn ugly. And folks, that's the way we'll start episode 270 of Geekiest Show Ever. Kevin admits his ugliness. And to counteract my ugliness, we have our long-lost, much-missed co-hostess, Melissa, back with us. Welcome back, Melissa. The most is. Thank you, thank you. I'm I'm here in uh, half capacity. We'll see how how uh, how long I last. Okay. <laughs> and then we have Michael as always. Uh, yeah, I'm always I'm always Michael. That usually works best that way, especially when I go into the bank. I'm sure it does. Yeah. And Elisa's not here. She is. Uh, well, she's probably actually almost home by now. If she's not home. Traveling home, she had her annual trip to the Red Sox game today, so she's not going to be joining us uh, for this episode, folks, but uh, she's with us in spirit, and she has charged uh, Melissa with keeping us in line, I think is the way we is the way we, we have it set up. And we already lost Mike, so nope, I, he's I trying to He's coming back. <laughs> no, some ding-dong hit the wrong button. I was going to try and... <laughs> Send a message. I hit the little red button down there because it's so obvious I just heard to it go, see. Oof. Yeah, and then it's like uh, nasty words. And then anyway, I'm back. <laughs> so I hope. Oh, so you okay, can't blame so, it on the cat this time. No, no keyboard cat here. No so Melissa's cat. kind of uh, half here. I'm apparently doing stupid stuff. So it's up to Kevin to kind of be the anchor for this thing. <laughs> yeah, and that's not going to work out real well because I took a painkiller for my back. Kevin's on painkillers. This is gonna be fun. <laughs> okay, no safeties on, folks. The the only thing I'm the only thing I'm missing is some whiskey to go along with it. So you know, I got you covered. Okay, good. Thank you, Melissa. <laughs> oh, make up for lost time. So, folks, we do want to we do want to start out the show with Mark. Always tells me how much he hates it, so that's why we do it. The weather forecast. But before I delve into the individual weather forecast uh i want to say a big shout out to any listeners that we have down in the houston area suffering through what sounds like uh historic flooding i mean i saw pictures today of traffic lights about to go underwater so i mean yeah, that's it's getting uglier and uglier as time progresses it's it's not good folks it's not good at all so uh, our thoughts and prayers are with all those listeners in houston and uh Hope that you can uh, hope you soldier through. I know Apple has already put up a donation site, so you can donate through Apple to uh, uh, disaster relief folks. Uh, if I can find the link again, I'll try to stick it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, it's it's not a good thing. I mean, when we're talking feet of rain, that's never good. So yeah, people are starting to post pictures from their living rooms, and it's yeah, there's water in there. That's not good. Yeah, and they're telling people if you go into the attic, take an axe with you in case you have to chop out to get on your roof. Or just oh, don't even go into the attic. It's yeah, just go straight to the, right roof. Out to the roof. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, and there's a lot of shaming going on. People are like, well, why didn't you evacuate? Well, I know for a fact that I'm talking to a couple of people that live there, and they were told not to evacuate. So, Well, but then again, I think I heard the mayor of Houston say two million cars on the road. You know, that could have been an even worse thing if, you know, unless right. it, you know, it's just one of those things. It'll be second guessed for years to come, mm. and eventually somebody will get the blame for something. So, mm -hmm. but thoughts and prayers with all those listeners that are in the Houston and greater Houston area affected by not only the hurricane, but the historic flooding that's going on. As far as the weather in this area goes, for me, um, it's a little more temperate, uh, low 70s. Uh, to about 70 to start the week. Uh, we we're going to peak up around 80 and into the 70s as we start the long holiday weekend. So things should be pretty good, I'm thinking. That's that's okay for me. Probably not good for Elisa, though. So, Mike, or uh, Melissa, since you haven't been around, how's your weather? It's going to be 106 tomorrow. <laughs> so it's getting cooler. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was going to say typical, but okay. Yeah, right. I, it's it's going to be 106 tomorrow, 103, 104, 103, 102. It won't cool off. The coolest it's going to be is next Sunday, 96. Ah. Yeah. And so you'll have on your, your as Mark would say, you'll have on your thermies. 
Right. <laughs> I'll need the extra extra heavy comforter that night. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Michael, how about you in the uh, Dakotas there? Not too bad. Right now we're at just about 66, and it looks like the rest of this week is going to be, I guess, kind of typical August weather. Uh, mid to upper 70s, maybe slightly into the 80s. Sunshine most of the week. Uh, I don't see any chance of rain, although we did have a pretty good shower uh, Friday night, I think it was. It came down really hard and really fast for a few minutes. I think we had nearly three-quarters of an inch. So we're doing okay for rain. But, uh, yeah, I'm going into fair weather because this is uh, um, South Dakota's uh, state fair season. And so, you know, hopefully there will be good weather for that for all the entertainment. And I don't think we're going to go this year. Every few years is usually good for us to go. Um Things in a few years, things will change enough that it'll actually be kind of interesting. But I like to look at the farm equipment and get some, you know, fair food, which is so unhealthy but tastes so good. Um, and kind of maybe put in. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, maybe walk quota. through. Uh, sure. Yeah, or salt, or lard, or fat, or death. Funnel death cake food, or there's yeah. Death there we go. Uh, funnel cakes, Indian tacos, onion rings, deep fried pickles. Um, you know, all that good stuff. So. Um, and then maybe we'll walk through the campers. But like I say not this year. It's been a couple of years. So um, I think this weekend we're just going, well, we'll see what we, this coming weekend, what we may end up doing. We may do something. We'll we'll see. So, Is that something that's a stationary thing that's set up and it's just kind of opened up every year? Or do they have to set it all up every, every time? Oh, they set it up every year. I mean, they have a section of here and um, where the fair is at where they have certain things. They have certain buildings there for the uh 4-H exhibitors and some of that other stuff, but everything else is they bring in the carnival rides. Well, then they have the grandstand there too, uh, but they bring in the carnival rides and they bring in the uh, exhibitors and all the farm equipment and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, that's a big thing in South Dakota. I mean, and, you know, our joke here is it isn't state fair until it's not really state fair until you get the, uh, the Smith Farm Mutual uh, yardstick. They've been handing them out for about, I don't know, the last 50 years. So it's kind of the <laughs> staple of the state fair. The collection of them. Almost. <laughs> yeah, that sounds similar to the local county fairs around here. Uh, we've already had hours here in the county I live in, and it's usually very darn hot, or very damn hot, I should say. And it was again this year. It was right in the middle of the heat wave. Uh, <laughs> And then the fair in the next county over usually suffers through one night of torrential rain, and they got the one night of torrential rain <laughs> on uh, Monday night of the fair. So uh, yeah, it was you know it's been pretty standard fair season here. The Virginia State Fairs, um, I don't know when it is. It's not for about a month or so yet. So um, be interesting. I've never been to that. I don't. At least I don't remember ever going to it. You're yeah, not tall enough I'm... for the, all the rides. Uh, what? <laughs> You're not tall enough for the rides? <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Sure. <laughs> oh, me. But, yes, I uh, I got some of my most memorable T-shirts at uh, one of the fairs one year. A couple that I'll put it this way. My mother was embarrassed to hang out on the clothesline after she'd washed them. So <laughs> I won't go into great detail on those. But, anyway, um, I did want to mention this is the first show with our new format or new schedule. And... We're in every other week's show now, folks, so you'll get this show on late Monday or Tuesday evening, uh, depending on when I get time to do all the edits and, and put everything together. Uh, there's also something that you may hear from time to time that I'm calling the sneaky show, which may come out in between. That's if one of us has something we want to talk about or... Somebody else wants to send us something, you know, in the 10 to 15 minute range or maybe five minute range and uh, we deem it good enough. We'll slip it in between the the two regular shows and you'll have a sneaky show, as I call it. Show. I, like hmm. it. Uh, I already have one candidate for it and his name will <laughs> he shall remain nameless. Mark Greentree. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's already talked to me about it. So. Uh, don't be surprised if you don't hear a sneaky show every once in a while come in here. So that's I just I wanted to put that out there. And Mike, Melissa, Elise are all welcome. You know, if you've got mm. something you want to tirade about, please do <laughs> send me the recording and I'll I'll go through it. Uh, we'll try to keep them R rated at worst. Mm. So you know, <laughs> that, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. 
So I better grab my dial and turn it down then. So, okay. I yeah, Melissa, that. you're going to have to crank yours down to about 30% if you're going to do one of these. <laughs> so, so sneaky is what we're going with, but it, it'll actually probably be end up being other shows that start with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. Brought to you by the letter S. There you go. And now I'm picturing Melissa in a little vampire costume and or the Big Bird <laughs> costume, one of the two, from Sesame Street. With my lollipop. Lollipop, lollipop, lifesaver, lollipop. Bing. Okay, not enough of my singing. I, I wanted to come on, I wanted to talk about first a couple of follow-ups uh, to something I talked about on the show, re- well, fairly recently. I talked about my Mac Mini. Um, the Wi-Fi on it quit working, yet it would connect to the Xfinity hotspots around me, but not to my own wireless network. I mean, what the crap is going on? Well, it turns out Kevin outsmarted himself. The Mac Mini is principally used by my, my family, and in an effort to limit the endless YouTube and whatever else stuff that they do on that, I had put in... I had put in, in my airport extreme, I had put in, you know, timeouts, you know, when it would just cut it off. Well, Kevin kind of got the times mixed up, so instead of it being on during the day, it was only on in the middle of the night for the Mac Mini. So, (laughs) once Uh I realized I had my PMs and AMs backwards, hey, you know what? The Mac Mini connected network just fine. Oh my god! So you, wow. you, you had to you had to pull your P out of your A to make it work right. Then. Basically, mm-hmm. I had my P and my A, so that was just the problem. I was optical optically rectally uh, A damn P it gets you into trouble every single time. I know every time it it's caused me nothing but heartache most of my adult life. So I don't know why you let that thing tell you things. I know it just <laughs> it's just out there running my life. And I'll be damned if it'll... What's the song? I'll be damned if it'll run. Can't even run his own life. I'll be damned if he'll run mine. mine. I can't remember the song, but I remember the line. Sunshine. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yep. That's it. That's the way it works. Yeah. And uh, filling in for Elisa today for lyrics, it's it's Mike. So God help us all. So (laughs) this week, it's Mike McBeat on lyrics. (laughs) Oh, God. Melissa's on the saxophone, <laughs> and Kevin will be on the keyboard. Oh, Kevin later at the end with a big solo. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, I did want to share with that that there was nothing wrong with my Mac Mini. You know, uh, my my $100 spent on my Mac Mini, it's still working, it's still running uh, <laughs> 10 years later. So it's, uh, it's doing good, because it's a 2007 Mac Mini I bought from a former friend of the show, well, I shouldn't. He's still a friend of the show, but I just don't think he. he Mark's had a lot of health problems. Mark Shepard uh, that I bought mm. from him for a hundred bucks. So it's still working, still doing its thing. So it's all good. He's um, listening. Be laughing at you right now. That's true. Um, the other thing that I was going to mention was I. I've talked. I talked multiple times about my trials and tribulations of getting OS Sierra, Mac OS Sierra on my iMac. And I mean, you you two know that. Lalisa more than knows that. Her and I talked multiple times, and I finally got it on. I guess it's been about a month now. I've had it on here, and it it works perfectly. I just have one oddity that I can't figure out, and I haven't spent a lot of time to Google it to figure it out. But I have. I'm a storage hog, and um, I'm First not going to read this. Do what? First step is admitting you have a problem. That's that's right. <laughs> Um, I have multiple external hard drives plugged into my uh, iMac uh, for various purposes. I won't go into the long, drawn-out reasons. But ever since I upgraded to one of uh, upgraded to Mac OS Sierra, one hard drive, and it's only one, uh, like I'll be Kill using it. my computer. Kill what? <laughs> Kill it. <laughs> uh, it's one of the, what if I got three or four hooked up to it? Um, four. So it's the only one, and they're all hooked to the ports right on the back of the Mac, not through a uh, you know a hub. It if I when the Mac shuts down, you know, goes to sleep on its own. Well, even if I put it to sleep, doesn't matter. But when it goes to sleep for whatever reason, for some reason, it throws an error and says the disk was not ejected properly. Oh, I hate that thing. 
And I don't know why it's just the one disc. All the others, the other two that are hooked to it, the other three that are hooked to it, don't do that. Hmm. It's just the one disc. Are they all by the same makers? I mean, it does it have? Um, you know, let's see. Uh, I got a Seagate that makes it not connect very well. I got a Seagate uh, and three Western Digitals, and it's one of the Western Digitals. Are these thumb drives or are these external drives with a cable? External drives with a cable. All right, and you've tried swapping out the cables, I take it? Not yet. I haven't been that energetic. Yeah, that's my first. <laughs> that would be my first go to because those cables can be bad sometimes. But I don't understand why suddenly when I went to OS Sierra that it started doing that. It's like but extra I, bitchy for some reason. Yeah, I don't, you know, unless there was a fault in the cable that uh, EC or the captain didn't care about, you know. <laughs> I can't say the name of whatever they called it, El Crapton or whatever it was. <laughs> um, <Crapton. laughs> uh Anyway, so I'm just like, this doesn't make any sense. So I've actually been and it's tempted. From sleep to wake, then. Yeah, as soon as I wake up, my well, they, no, there'll be like um, seven or ten or twelve messages saying not ejected properly, not ejected properly, not ejected properly, not ejected. Mm-hmm. In your notifications list, yeah. Yeah, it's like what the frick is going on here? But you discover it when you wake it up. So and it, it mounts it happened and, in between sleeping. Yeah, and it mounts and comes right online mm-hmm. as soon as I wake it up, and it's perfectly accessible. I'm going, it's gaslighting you. <laughs> very, very odd. Well, do you put your computer to sleep, or do you just have the display go uh, blank? No, I let it go to sleep. Okay. So the hard drive actually spins down? Yeah, everything or, spins down. I don't know, does it, that even happen on SSDs anymore? I don't even think that that's a thing, is it? Well, no, I don't have any SSDs. Mine's all spinning hard drives. Oh, it is? Okay, so then it is spinning down. Yeah. So in your system preferences under Energy Saver, you have it set to your display goes off, but then you don't have. I guess you have put hard drive, hard disks to sleep when possible. Yeah, or something. I can't remember what the setting is, but something like that. Yeah. Well, what if you try on checking that? Like when we're done here, try on checking that box and see if you still get that same problem. Maybe it's a an issue with that. I'll give that a shot. I hadn't thought about that, but that's a good point. So, just a very bizarre occurrence. If it happened to all of the hard drives, I mm-hmm. wouldn't be as bizarre to me. But the fact that it's just one, and it's one from a man, you know, I have at least two or three of that manufacturer hooked up to this iMac at all times. So that's How old what, is that hard drive? Is it is it possible that maybe it's going down? It's going down. Um, it's not the oldest. I don't. I can't remember exactly how old it is. It's a one terabyte Western Digital. Mm, it's a whole terabyte. Do you do you have it pretty full? Uh, it's like seven hundred gigs. So it's got about three hundred and fifty. Free. And you've got a copy of it, I assume. <laughs> Well, it's actually a super duper drive. It's one of the ones that I do my super duper clones to periodically. Mm-hmm. I have a couple on my desk. I have a couple that circulate off site away from my house. So So if this one went to crap, you wouldn't lose anything. No, I wouldn't lose anything, but it's just uh, bizarre. And it's yeah, just the I, one it's just I, the that one hard drive when you put it in to do the backup that gives you problems or when it's sitting in there this is one that you swap out right no oh it's, this is the one that say, stays there yeah well the other thing i was going to ask is then what's on there i mean is it a back it a backup or it's a super duper clone that's all clone. okay that's all it does is it have so, I mean, some kind of mounting process that it needs to complete when it does its super duper backup but it's, it's not the, it's not in the somehow? regular super duper cloning loop it's uh, tertiary, I guess is the best way to say it as far as super-duper cloning. But you know how sometimes there's those settings that you can set where it, it says to eject the drive when it's completed. Right. So, I don't know, is there something, if you're trying to narrow down, you know, what's this one of these things is not like the other. I mean, if yeah. it's it's similar well, to the I'll, other ones, what what about it makes it different enough that it's causing this problem? Yeah, and I'll I'll have to check that to be sure, but... Even if I tell it to eject the disk, you know, I go in and say, eject this hard drive, like I did before mm-hmm. we started the show. 
uh, if I come when I come back tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow evening to do the edits, I'll have error messages probably six or so by then that it was ejected improperly. Even though you already ejected, ejected it? it, yes. So it's trying to remount somehow. So some there's a process that's looking for it that's trying to mount it. It it sees that well, it's there that it's physically connected, but it's looking to mount it. But when I wake what? up, my Mac it automatically mounts and goes right on. Yeah, but is there some, what I guess I'm wondering, is there something that wants to write to it? Mm -hmm. um, some program that, and it's looking for it and it can't see it. I don't know. I, I checked the, uh, the clone, you know, that I have set up the automatic clone and it's going to a different drive. Cause I, and I have mm -hmm. them named dramatically different. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. because I, I had one time I was trying to do something to restore and I realized, Oh crap! What did I name the? You know, I the names of these drives were too close, mm -hmm. so I named them really different, so I wouldn't get confused again. Right. Um, so I mean, I that, that lesson the hard way. Yeah. So mm. it's just an Next odd. Next time you go to tinker with it, look in disk utility because even though it's if it's physically connected, but you have you have mounted it using the software, it'll still see it in there, and you can. You can actually remount it without having to pull it out and put it back in again. Yeah. So it, it sounds to me like there's some kind of automation process going on that's looking for it and trying to mount it and it, and it can't or it does and then it doesn't spin up properly or something. And that's what I first started trying to figure out or, you know, look into. Yeah, because like, what do you even Google at this point? <laughs> and I haven't. And the thing to is. it into keywords. Yeah, I haven't done anything. I haven't changed anything going from Sierra or from the captain to Sierra. That's what I'm going, this is just bizarre. Because I went in and looked to make sure that, oh, maybe it's trying to auto mount for super duper clone or something. That was the first thing that came up. Mm -hmm. And nope, it sure wasn't. It's pointing to my super, my regular super duper drive, as I call it. Well, so. try first things first, try switching out the cables. You know, take a known cable that you know works and switch it out and see if it still does that problem. Yeah. Start with hardware and roll it out. Yeah. Process of elimination. You yeah. know, your homework is to report back to us. Find see what you find out. The other the other solution I came up with was just uh unmount it and go around and pull the USB cable out of the back of my machine and say, Screw it, because <laughs> I don't mm. use this drive but about every three weeks. Yeah, but you know it's going to eat at you, and you're going to have to figure oh, it I out. I know it will, but... <laughs> you love your external disks too much. Yeah, I have far too many of them. There's one sitting here in a case that I haven't even used recently. Mm. No, we're not well, going I think your, your little universe there is trying to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and, you know, speaking of backups here, one of the stories that uh, I had put in here was uh, Crash Plan is going to discontinue their... Um, their consumer service. And so, you know, transitioning from that to crash plan. And I don't know how many people, I know there's a fair amount of people that use it. I don't know if any of you guys do or not. I haven't, you know, Mosey ruined it for me. I have to say, I, I tried using Mosey and it just took weeks and weeks and weeks to try to get everything up there. And I just said, ah, screw it. But oh, I, I remember Mosey. I'm shy about that. Yeah. I, took, I had to dig through my memory banks there too, because there was a few of them. Cause there's, uh, uh, there's Crash Plan and there's um, what's the other one that's still available? Blackblaze. Um, Blackblaze, yeah. And Carbonite. Um, Carbonite, mm -hmm. yeah. There we go. Those are the the big ones. And so Crash Plan is just going to go to I guess um, business or small business only or business only. And if a consumer wants to upgrade to that, they can. I'm not sure what the pricing is on that. Um, but you have until Most people were roaring about it, so it didn't seem worth it. I guess. Yeah, I yeah, think it's kind of expensive. You have until October. What did I see? October twenty second of next year. So they're going to extend it out two months. Um, so if you just enrolled now, you would get two extra months free for that for the next year. Uh, so they're doing a few things to kind of cushion the blow, but you know, then this kind of brings up the subject of, you know, what do you want to do for backups? Because there are the other commercial, uh, commercially available ones. And Kevin, you've had your plan for backups for years with uh, for your rotating stuff. Yeah. And 
you know, mine, uh, and mine's just about, I think, ready to come to fruition. Um, I've always said that when my son finally gets a house um, and he gets things, you know, set up, I'm going to put a computer in there. We'll and we'll just each have a computer or space on a computer that we can do our own backups over the internet. And he's going to uh, buy a house hopefully by the end of next month or thereabouts. So uh, when he gets settled in, then I think. You know, I've talked to him about it, and I think we'll put a uh, I'll put a computer down there, or he can set up one, and we'll have it set up so that I can do incremental ba- uh, updates over the uh, over the internet. Probably start out by copying everything to a hard drive and putting it in there, and then mm-hmm. have it set up to do incremental backups. Uh, then that way, you don't have to be physically swapping the drives around. Uh, all the time, but I just thought that would be, and it's an offsite backup that's about 30 miles away. So hopefully, you know, uh, there won't be the same disaster wiping out both houses. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's the key. I mean, yeah. yeah, we we have something similar too. I just take it to, I have rotating time machine discs that, and our, well, I have, so I have two partitions on each of these rotating discs that I have. You know, one is for, I, we should make the distinction that there's there's a difference between archiving and backing up. So I right. have my backups that are differential backups, but then I also have archives and I massage those every once in a while. I don't know any other word to no. use, but massage, I mean, you go in, you open it up, you play some movies, you make sure that everything's working and all that kind of stuff. And then you put it back okay. in its case and stick it and back over there. Yeah. Here's part of my other part of my plan. I just got it this week. I haven't even opened it up yet to set it up, but it's a basically a hard drive toaster. Uh, so you can put mm-hmm. hard drives in I there. Yep, yeah. Voyager. And I've got uh, several um, hard drives around here that we've taken out for different reasons. So I can put that in there to back up the SSD in here because it's only a 256 hard, uh, for the SSD for the operating system. I can use that so I can have – I could do you know either Time Machine or I could do um, – uh, carbon copy cloner or whatever to back up the operating system. And then as far as the data goes, we set it up for my uh, in my son's place and I have my server uh, over there where I store the data. So I can have, you know, and then I can copy stuff to these hard drives too. So I'm hoping to have, you know, a multi-level, you know, backup system here so that some in the house here, some in my son's house, and then just, you know, an extra copy laying around in case, you know, for the music pictures, all the uh, um, irreplaceable stuff or hard. Yeah, yeah, those, those are your archives. Yeah, that's the kind yeah. of stuff that you just kind of hold on to, but you're not really yep. interacting with it all the time. Right. And, and, and then are you using any cloud storage in there? Do any, any of you guys use any Amazon well, Glacier nope. or anything like that? Nope. I was using Amazon, but then they're doing away with their um, – because uh, they had the $60 all-you-could-eat plan. Well, they're going away mm-hmm. with that, and then they're going with the – I forget what it is. You can buy like a terabyte or something like that. And uh, See, that's what pisses me off about a lot of these these things. You know, you'll get – you'll take – you'll invest all that time in getting your, your shit up there, and then they change the plan, or, oh, we're not going to do this anymore, and then you got to find something else. And you should have just rolled your own in the first place. Well, that's part of the reason I decided to do what I decided to do, I don't know how many years ago now. Mike's right, I've been doing it for quite a while. I mean, I basically do a full disk clone about every other day, mm-hmm. and then I have the portable hard drives, which I cycle through, and I have them geographically separated by about 50 miles. Mm-hmm. So that's to protect, you know, protect the drive. And so far, you know, knock on wood, that's been uh, sufficient. I have had to use them uh, to save my bacon a couple times, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's worked. So, And every time after I do a Super Duper clone, about once a week, I cycle through and boot from all of them to make sure they're all booting and looking okay, so... That's the way to do it. You know, if you're going to have a, a fire escape plan, you better practice it. Yeah, I think the most risk I have puts me at maybe a month. If I, if I would lose all but one drive, I think the worst I would get down to is I'd be back a month. That wouldn't be so terrible. Wouldn't be great, but it wouldn't be terrible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I kind of, that's, I mean, I just decided to do, it was before cloud backup got to be so big and all that. I just picked up that habit. This goes back to my old days working on mainframe computers when we had to, you know, one of my first jobs doing that was taking, changing the tapes 
in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'd go in, pull mm-hmm. the reel-to-reel tape off, mount the next day's reel-to-reel tape, then get that tape off site, get it art, you know, and go through that whole process. Yeah, there must be something to that. Mike, do you have a background in that? Because I have a background in that, and I think that's what fuels my passion for always tinkering with this kind of stuff because well, know, all the jobs that I've worked always involve some kind of either tape rotation or some kind of file management system or some kind of server implementation. I always I always had my fingers in in any of that stuff. I was always well, in part responsible for maintaining that stuff. And I saw a lot of the pitfalls. You know, I saw SideQuest uh, tape drives be or the tapes be dropped and well there goes that back up, <laughs> you know, or so well, many people rely on CDs and DVDs, and then you think, well, you know, the gelatin's <laughs> gonna break down on that sometimes, so that's not very reliable. And you just you see all these failures over your your professional life, and so it kind of uh, behooves you to invest in something for your own personal stuff. Well, and mine goes back to the dinosaur days of computing when I had my Tandy color computer and you typed in all the programs and then you saved them to tape. And I had several tapes laying around with different mm-hmm. copies on there because I did not want to retype those damn programs <laughs> again. Mixed so, tapes, mixed yes, floppies. <laughs> uh, basically. And then, you know, and it's, it was just a regular cassette tape. So then you're trying to rewind and get back. And, you uh-huh. know, and so it got that got to be a mess. But, you know, at least I had different. And then when I finally got a, you know, a floppy drive, that made things a lot easier. But still, I had multiple copies and I pretended to be a programmer for a little while. And I tried to write some stuff and I realized then I started making multiple copies because if I made a change in the code and I mm-hmm. screwed it up, I could go back to where I was. So, yeah, uh, not quite the same as you guys, but just uh, out of necessity, I you know came up with, you know, redundancy of some sort so that, you know, you don't have to do too much extra work in case you totally F something up. Yeah, it's a, it's a good investment. Yeah. A lot of people just don't do it because mm-hmm. it's of the time required to invest in it and then maintain it. But, you know, when, when that cat knocks over that hard drive and there go all your wedding pictures, then it makes you think about yeah. it. And like I say, mine's kind of multi-tiered besides having, you know, like I said, backup at my son's eye. When I take pictures, I have my photos loaded automatically to Amazon, Google, and uh, Flickr. So I have them mm-hmm. in three places. And maybe they're not going to be the full. And I don't shoot in RAW. I'm not that that kind yeah. of photographer. Mm-hmm. But still, uh, hopefully there's still decent quality JPEG. So uh, if I lose, you know, if my hard drive dies, uh, I have something. Uh, hopefully they'll they may not be the perhaps what I uploaded, but as long as they're good enough, I'm not too finicky about such things. Yeah, I just want the battles. memories. Yeah. And so as I've much got as I don't going- like Yahoo, I'm going to miss Flickr if it ever goes away. I hope that they're yeah. not going to kill that because that's a lot of pictures for a lot of people. Right. Then I also have my music going to Google and Amazon uh, plus a local backup. So like I said, I've got them in multiple places too. It's kind of a sloppy way to do it but i have them in several places if i want to find stuff mm-hmm. you know and you just made me realize i lied about something i do use the cloud for my pictures off my phone and my ipad i have a program called PhotoSync that i periodically um when i'm out of the house just say oh send everything up to dropbox and it just sends the stuff mm-hmm. up there PhotoSync does it for me um and then is it I, still a viable program? They keep up with it and updates and stuff? Yes, they've been updating okay. it. So, yeah, it works fine. I've been using it for probably... I put it on my iPhone 4. So, yeah, that's how long I've been using it. It goes back to my iPhone 4. So, and, hmm. uh, yeah, actually, it might even go further back than that. I can't remember how long I've been using that. Um, yeah, because that's it, like a pre-iCloud, pre-iCloud oh, yeah. Photos kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, I just use iCloud Photos. I'm I'm getting close to the 50,000 mark just with my pictures alone, never mind the video. And uh, I had to end up upgrading to the 2 terabyte. I've gotten pushed over. <laughs> so I have to either, either I'm going to have to scale back or I'm going to have to see if I can get the family on the plan or I don't know. I'm, I'm in between clouds right now. Your twixted tween, as they say. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it is a shame about Crash Plan because I know a lot of people really loved Crash Plan and all that. So, and I know Allison had just recent had she switched? She just switched off of Crash Plan to Backblaze. Mm. 
not too long ago because Crash Plan had some sort of problem when she got her new Mac, her new MacBook. Uh, I think I'm saying that the right way. So I mean, so she's pretty good. They just they never could fix the problem she had, uh, where she was locked out of her backups and couldn't bring it down to. So it was very strange, and they couldn't figure it out. I think they eventually did, but by then she'd already moved on to Backblaze. So we'll see. And I know people use Spider Oak. I think that's still around. Hmm. Um, that's one I hadn't heard of. Yeah, there's uh, Timothy Gregoire was the one that first talked to me about it oh, several years ago now. I can't remember how long ago now. So, Timothy, if you're out there listening, thank you. Um, but I do know other people that have used it. So it's it's uh, it's a decent uh, alternative for those doing cloud backup. Anyway, that was a very timely thing, Mike, and uh, worked mm. out well. So. Sure. Um, one of the other things that we had in the show notes was Mike had about Apple not notifying older pro about older pro apps. Well, yeah, um, I think it has to do with um, uh, I put this in last week and I uh, kind of forgot what it was about, but I think it's this uh, Apple switching to 64 bit uh, software. And I think some of the older Macs won't do uh, 64. Um so some of the uh, pro apps uh, that'll have uh, compatibility issues is Final Cut, Motion Compressor, Logic Pro, and uh, Main Stage. Um, and they uh, and I guess those older versions are 32-bit, and they need to upgrade them to 64-bit because Apple is on this. Well, and I guess it makes sense. They're on this push to uh, switch everything over to 64-bit software because it makes you know better use of memory and. Uh, I think runs a little bit more efficiently and it's just one less thing for them to have to support. But I know there are a lot of people out there that, you know, they have these old versions. It still works for them and they would still like to get, you know, even just security uh, updates and support for it. And so there are some people a little frustrated because some of these new versions, I mean, what does final uh, cut, new final cut cost? Is that still around the $200 level or 200 bucks? None of these are cheap. No, no. And that's the thing that people, you know, they bought these. They don't need to have the um, newest and greatest versions, but they would like support. And, you know, Apple is in in the very Apple way. They just rip the Band-Aid off and say, you know, just deal with it. Like, yeah, like (laughs) they did with floppies, like they did, you know, with uh, some of these other things, like taking the headphone jack out of the iPhones. It's just like this is the way it is. Just deal with it so you know it's typical apple fashion but you know there are some people that are just a little frustrated by that so um yeah but not enough to make that much of an uproar i mean that i don't know it kind of came over as a wave and i was like all right people are dealing with it yeah because it's uh i think a lot of the pro users have felt kind of a little bit on the outcast side of things anyway yeah so Mm -hmm. you know i think that's it's bad but i understand I understand where Apple's coming from, and I understand where some of the older, uh, you, older I don't want to say people, but users of the older applications, I guess is the way I should say it, are uh Yeah, are you're going to end up with people in situations where they just, um, they have programs, they have software that will not run on newer operating systems. And you're going to have to be tasked with choice with a choice between, you know, do you upgrade and do you... Do you value the security over your ability to use the software? So you're going to have to kind of make a choice. And for those computers that are running, like, say, old versions of – and I get it. I mean, I I used to be a designer back in the day when I had to buy my own Photoshop and my own Adobe products, and and those are not cheap. That's, you know, kind of similar to that where, you know, and then – Adobe would be late to the game, and so you'd want to be upgrading your computer, but you couldn't because Photoshop buttered your bread. It paid your bills. So what are you going to do? I mean, you know, this is this is quite a while ago, and it's gotten better over time. So some of these, yeah, these are kind of fringe outliers, I think, uh, people with these older software apps. And they're probably going to be in a position where they're going to have to just, if they if they cannot afford to buy all the, the new programs and they can't afford to upgrade, then they're going to be stuck with an older operating system. And then those computers are just going to have to go on offline. You know, they're they're not in a position to be using the cloud anyway with, with that old of a version. So just take it offline and use it as just a standalone kiosk with, with your software and, 
you're going to have to, for all your online needs, you're going to have to, you know, just use a tablet or, or something else that does have the security updates. You're going to have to pick your battles here. Yeah, I no, I agree. It, but that's, yeah. Where, that's where you're at with that. That's that's the unfortunate side of the way things go nowadays. You can't keep stuff running forever and ever. It's just like when I remember my uh, Windows 2000 machine that I built. I kept it running for a long time um, just because it was so sto- solid and stable. But mm-hmm. eventually I had to turn it off because it wasn't getting updates. Microsoft said, you know, and I had to move on to uh, XP and so on and so forth. So. Well, it's like these little, you know, these little 575s we have in our garages and, you know, they're they're quaint and they're nostalgic and they still run. They still boot up and they they don't connect to the Internet. You can't. It's not like you can just boot up Netscape Navigator and go check your email on them. You know, you just don't use them for that purpose anymore. They have to be repurposed. They have outlived yeah. their usefulness in that area. Yeah, from for day to day computing is the way I like to say it. Yeah, they're no longer day to day computers. They're just um, your occasional fun fat uh, or a trip down memory road. I guess is the best way to mm-hmm. say that. So it's like an old car parked in the garage. Let's see if it still runs. <laughs> or yeah, or an old person parked in the garage. You know. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, Let's see if it still breathes. Yeah. And speaking of nostalgia, we'll have some recent nostalgia because Melissa wants to talk about the eclipse. <laughs> so, what, so what did you guys do? Did you do anything? It was cloudy. Couldn't oh, see anything. Really? That was working, too. So, yeah, oh. it was a non-event oh. for me. Sat at the my point desk. that I wanted to make about it was because I lived in an area where I and don't quote me on this. I want to say it was like 63 percent or something like that. It, it wasn't, you know, near full um, totality or anything like that, but it was enough that we saw an eclipse. I mean, we saw the the moon move in front of the sun, and uh, you could look at it through solar eclipse glasses, or you can do like I did. I made a, I went old school. I made a, a just a out of cardstock and aluminum foil and a. I tried to, I experimented a little bit. I tried to pin, you know, making a pinhole with a pin, and then I tried it with a thumbtack, and then I tried one with a hole punch just to see what would happen. <laughs> yeah, I mooned you. Exactly. <laughs> Well, Kevin's not on Facebook, so he did. Well, he's on Twitter, so I did. I for the benefit of Kevin, I posted my eclipse pictures, my mooning pictures on both Twitter and Facebook, so you can check that out. Uh, but yeah, I was excited about it. I don't know. There's just something about it, you know, not happening for a hundred years and not happening again for a really long time, and just the science behind it. You know, my kids are and my husband were all like little mini science geeks and nerds and. Uh, I was the thing that upset me, I guess, a little bit of a rant here was that in in different areas and different states, a lot of schools were either closing. They were just closing the school or they were keeping the kids inside, not allowing them outside to view it. Or they were having uh, parents sign waivers that, you know, yes, you give us permission to allow your child outside to, to view the sun. And I just thought, really, are we really, I mean, it, it is that much of a litigious society that we live in, that there's all these liabilities that this, I mean, it's a, it's a goddamn eclipse, you know, and, and we've got school closings because of it. It just, I don't know. It kind of yeah. me off a little bit that there are people that were being denied the ability to be able to go out and view the eclipse. And it just, so some well, parents were actually, because their schools were not participating and they did feel that it was important for their children to experience this. I mean, it's it's science, it's history, it's all that. They were keeping their kids home from school and then taking them outside and viewing it. Or, you know, maybe they didn't feel, and there's all, you know, ranged from a whole bunch of different things. Maybe they didn't feel that the school was going to be able to keep their child safe and, you know, maybe they were, they were going to let them out play or, or something. So they kept their kids home for that so that they could view it. And then there was also just, and, and I felt this way too, and if it hadn't been for having a prior appointment, I was my plan was I was actually going to because I'm pretty involved in my school. I was actually going to go to my kid's school if I again, if I hadn't had an appointment and just go see if I could get both kids, you know, get to the same in between. They're in two different buildings now, but get them in the same parking lot and view it with them. And I and I could have done that. That could have been an option. And if it hadn't been, I would have been one of those parents that probably would have pulled my kids out of school just so I could be with them and we could view it together. I just thought it was something special. That's how I felt about it because of where we are in the world and because of our visibility and you know i just went over how sunny it is and hot is it is here all the time so we had really great 
you know, cloud free skies to be able to to participate it. And I mean, people were out there with their colanders and making shadows with, you know, taking pictures of leaves. And there was plenty of ways that you could experience it and still make it special. So I thought it was it was warranted that parents were trying to be involved with their kids and you can't really blame them for that. So I just thought it was really cool and I was excited about it. And I, I went out there in my in my driveway and I heard my neighbors outside out, out back. She was with outside with the dog. And I said, I said, do you have something to view the eclipse with? And she said, no. So I ran over to her and I showed her my little pinhole and she was like, Oh, that's cool. And then, then the other neighbor came home and I showed it to her. And so it was, I just felt like I needed to share it with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then, well, uh, and I, I, I was going to be on the road. I was going to be on, on the road at the time. Like when, you know, there, there was a certain time, you know, I went and I looked at all the cool websites that showed you, you know, where, depending on your zip code and where you live, it was going to show you how much of it you could see. And I was going to be on the road at the time. So I had to really like kind of plan my day so that I could leave a little bit earlier so that I wouldn't have to be driving at the point of maximum, you know, viewing and stuff. And so, so I went to my appointment. Of course it was still going on past that. It just wasn't at its peak. And someone, somebody where I was at my appointment had eclipse glasses. And so they, you know, I showed them my pinhole projector because they didn't have that. They just knew to get the glasses. And so we kind of traded and she was like, oh, but do you want to look through these? I'm like, sure. You know, of course, I didn't think of it at the time. And I had done all this research about safety and making sure that you have the real glasses and they're not the counterfeit time <laughs> and all that time that I spent researching. And then when, you know, this perfect stranger, this nice woman offered, oh, would you like to look through these? Did I stand there and like, I mean, I, I, I quickly looked at the glasses just to see if they had some kind of a design on them or something. They were the cardboard kind. But did I sit there and inspect them and like, look, well, let's see, is the notch, you know, is it rounded or is it square? And does it have the ISO rating? And oh, crap, what was the number again? And you know, I just felt like <laughs> under all the social pressure to like not say anything. So maybe I damaged my retinas. I don't know. You know, it's just, I don't know. So I just wondered if you guys had gotten involved in it all i was staring at the computer screen in my office i paid no attention to <laughs> yeah. it whatsoever i was excited about it huh yeah yeah and i was out are you i i you i was outside out yeah i was outside and it and like i said it was cloudy here and i thought maybe it'd get like you know nighttime dark with all the clouds and stuff but okay, it got well you get at least credit for looking well, yeah, I tried. I mean, I was outside. I couldn't help but, you know, look. I was hauling stuff in and out of the, the garage getting ready for school. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't um, that. Maybe if we would have had sunshine, uh, sunshine, the clouds would have been there. Maybe I would have been a little bit more impressed. But, um, you know, the thing I thought that was really kind of silly and stupid, though, was they were saying, you know, make sure you keep your dogs inside. Don't let them stare at the sun. What about all the poor animals out there in the wild? Are we going to go and yeah. put glasses on them so they don't, don't you know, we don't want the deer – we don't want the deer staring at the sun and we have blind deer running around. You know, they're bad enough with eyesight. Let's not have blind deer running around. So we've got uh, blind so squirrels now. So, <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Yeah. I, like Sorry. I said, easier to shoot, I guess. I don't know. The, <laughs> Terrible. The, the thing that I saw the most of the most impressive thing I saw was we were, we were, we're in the 80, about 82%. Really is, is what we were supposed oh, to get around like here. Cover. You got you got screwed. You got robbed. Why? Well, no, we didn't have cloud cover. It was sunny. But I mean, I saw the best thing I saw was all the long faces. Is that all there is? I, 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 you know, it's like, oh, you poor bastards. Wait a few hours. It'll get dark again. I, <laughs> I just, I, I guess because I've experienced eclipses before near total eclipses in this area before I remember was it 1970 72 somewhere around there we had a fairly uh, we were at like 94% or something I can't remember what we were so it not you know I just was not that excited by it it just this is not your first rodeo and you weren't impressed by the first one so yeah so you know I was in like second or third grade when it happened. I, yeah, big deal. Okay, let's move on, folks. So, but I remember them taking us outside. Don't look at the sun, you know, and all that. You know, you know, and the pin. We all had to make pinhole cameras and all. It's like, yeah, I don't mm -hmm. care. I thought it was fun. I thought it was geeky. Oh, it is for those people that like it. I'm, you know, it just for some reason it just didn't ring my bell. You know, I don't mm -hmm. know how else to say it, but. It was strange, so, but that was that. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Melissa. I mean, that's we all have different things we geek out about. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
that's the spirit of being a geek. Whatever you want to geek out about, you can. And that's great. And I know lots of people were geeking out about the Eclipse. Tons and tons of people were going nuts for it, but just not my thing. You know, yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to go and, you know, plan my life about it and take a trip, you know, out to, to go see it. But enough that I was able, that I was kind of stressing over which pinhole camera am I going to make? I, I started, I, I was like looking around for it because I stopped eating cereal. You know, I've, I've changed my diet. I'm like, shit, I don't have any cereal boxes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the kids still eat this. Maybe I'll, I'll just take all the food out and I'll use that box. And I started ripping stuff apart. I'm like, oh, hell, I'm just going to use cardstock, you know. But I, it was enough that I was, I, was, I was geeking out and I was stressing out over how I was going to geek out about this. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was cool. I thought it was fun. Just something fun to be nerdy about. Oh, yeah. And that's the whole point of it, that you can be a geek about anything, whatever you want. And I'm sure there's stuff that I geek out about that people are going, you know, what the hell is wrong with him? You know, <laughs> so, but, you know, we all have our own little things. We have Mike. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's Everyone this about little things? Uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> I'm just going to let that one lie there. Uh, I thought so. I thought mm-hmm. you'd let it lie there at your age. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Hey, thank you. You're number one with me, too. Um, so anyway, with that, we'll, we'll, we'll move on to our picks before we get, us, get ourselves in real trouble. And I will let Melissa start since she hasn't been here in like 600 years. <laughs> since the last, the last eclipse, eclipse. Uh, <laughs> well and inspired by the eclipse you know you you gave us our, our little goal for our play money which was 50 to 200 and i i was thinking about again you know about the eyeglasses i had been doing some research about it trying to make sure my kids were safe and so i thought oh you know there's these computer glasses for lack of a better term to call them that i had been wanting to look into i've been wanting to do the, the research on it like do they really work i mean i it's kind of something i'd like to throw out to you guys and the listeners do you have any experience with these yellow glasses do they work or is it just bunk so i looked through a couple of different versions and i found this one pair for 69 dollars uh, they are made by Swanwick. There's, there's. It says they, they're for sleeping. I, I don't get that, but they fit over. If you already do wear prescription glasses, and sometimes I am, depending on when my eyes are tired, and uh, these fit over your, your prescription glasses, and they're the yellow kind, that are supposed to reduce the blue light from your computers, so that you can. That's probably why they call sleep, so that you can sleep, so that you're not kept up all the time. Of course, nowadays, you know, in our computers and our phones, we have built-in, uh, what is it called, night shift, things like that. To, give you, uh, to make sure you that? get night shift. Do you guys use night shift on your computer or your phone? And nope. do you think it helps? I'm probably too much of a Neanderthal. I mean, I haven't noticed uh, if, there, if it makes any difference or not. I usually just, you know, I watch... Um, the computer or my tablet and then I go to bed and I don't usually have too much for problems. I've never really noticed or, you know, I guess I've never tried them. And, you know, at that price, I don't know if they were like maybe 15 bucks, I would maybe get them for a hoot and just see what they would do. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they I had know. some cheaper pairs, but of course, you know, this is play money and we could spend whatever sure. the hell we wanted. So I, you know, I got, I went for the fancy pants pair. <laughs> yeah. They do have some and, for like under 20 bucks. And so it's something that you could try out and see if it makes a difference and look like Bono or something, I guess. I had a pair that I wore that I, can't find them right off the moment i've lost them in the mess in my car i had a pair that i used to wear <laughs> how important they are <laughs> yeah well no, they actually work but somehow you know i've got a teenager that drives my car on occasion so things end up in different places uh-huh. um, but um i had a pair of those that i wore over top of my regular glasses to help with it and then my glasses are computer glasses oh interesting okay but i i don't know if they do anything with the light they help because i sit in front of anywhere from I rarely am in front of less than three monitors at a time when I'm working on a pedicure. <laughs> you have your practical, uh, your suntan station there. Well, I mean, I get at work. I sit in front of yeah. three to four monitors at a time. So. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. your glass, your actual prescription glasses are, they have like a coating on them or something? Yeah, they have some sort of coating. And then the question was, do I sit or stand? And I said, I'm sitting and the monitors are sitting. They're not up on a wall. So there, it was like, something they did and i will i do notice it i can't tell you what it is but you know and part of it was my prescription was out of date um but 
it all helped. And it re- I don't have as much glare with these either. That's one of the big things. Oh. I definitely I just, need to find something for driving because I noticed that, I mean, in the, in the line of work that we all do, I mean, I stare at my computer and my phone a lot. And I do rely on night shift, not so much on my computer because when I'm on my computer, like there's heavy lifting going on. There's like a major project that I need to work on if I'm spending that many hours. And I usually find myself turning it off because it's usually something to do with graphic design and I need color accuracy and things like that. So that's a bit of a problem. So my eyes are constantly bathed in this light and I do suffer with insomnia. And that's part of just having a chronic health condition. But I want to find something for driving. I actually try to... I try to engineer things so that I don't have to drive at night. But boy, when I do, it is not comfortable. I really have, I struggle to drive at night. I drive a lot at night, so mm-hmm. doesn't seem to make Same. much difference. So. And the, the computer, the coating on the computer glasses that you have doesn't really help with glare at night? Mm, I haven't noticed a tremendous amount of difference. I'll be driving as more. As you get them in the car, I wondered if they were for driving at night. No, not particularly, no. Mm-mm. But so yeah, it could be that it's all bunk. But it, it looked interesting. It was something that I wanted to delve into and see if it was something worthwhile. I can't blame you for that. It's always fun to try things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Michael, so what? Oh, go ahead. No, I just said that was my pick. So, all right. Next, Michael, what have you picked? Well, since Kevin seems to need a pick me up and needs to get charged up, and he's and uh, yeah, apparently I should have got rubber gloves. But anyway, um, what I've got here is uh, I came across this. I thought it was kind of cool because um, me and my mobile lifestyle, I'm always looking for ways to keep my you know, especially my phone charged up, my tablets and my uh, my Nintendo Switch and all that stuff. And I came across this thing. It's the uh, it's from Rab Power. It's the AC portable charger. Uh, 20,000 um, mega mega amps, mil, milliamps. Milliamps, um, yeah, not mega amps. Yeah, mega amps. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have a generator. Don't let me get talking about Pikachu. There we go. Uh, 20,000 milliamps, 65 watt um, built in AC outlet universal charging bank. A lot more stuff there. But basically, what it is, it's a power bank, but it also has a 110 outlet in there. So you can charge up your. Um, your laptop, and uh, it says here it'll charge up a 12-book MacBook Air uh, one and a third times. Uh, it'll charge up the iPhone 7 six times and the iPad mini uh, 2.8 charges. So it's a fairly high capacity. And like I said, it's just got the plug-in, uh, or you could use it to plug in. I think they said you could plug in printers and other things, too. I don't know how long it would you know drive those but i mean it's just if you're looking for a power pack that'll charge your phone and your laptop if you need to i thought and this one is it's on um it's on sale at amazon right now for 145 dollars. normally it's about 300 dollars, but um i thought it was kind of interesting plus you can also plug in your uh usb devices and charge them up also it shows it powering a small christmas tree so i may have to buy this <laughs> well, there you go. Merry Christmas. It looks like it's user. about the size of a thermos. Yeah. Roughly, yeah, somewhere in there. That's pretty cool. Uh, Actually, I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a fair amount of cleaner. Really? Wow. Well, I'm thinking, I'm hoping they mean like a little car vac. Probably not a. No, it shows uh, like a floor vac. It's like a pretty, that's, yeah, that's a pretty full fledged vacuum in there. Well, yeah, that's an example true. of things that it can power. So it it uh, you know I'm a, a tad dubious, but still I mean if it'll uh, charge up your computer or you know uh, if you need to well, run something you know, in a pinch. People living in Houston would be uh, sure would be able to put something like this to use right about now. So exactly uh, and, on top of their and roof, it, you know. I feel and bad. even in even in South Dakota, it's been a while, but we've had blizzards that's taken out power for a few days, or we've had uh, thunderstorms that will knock power out. So just to have something there, and I've got a, several. You know, different combination of battery packs around here for that you can use to jump your car and also provide uh, you know USB power, um, maybe even some AC power. So I've got several options there. So I don't think I really need that. But I thought this was just, and it's uh, the ones I've got are bigger. This one here isn't too bad. That like say it's oh let's say pop can size roughly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's something that you could stick in uh, your travel bag or something and have some power there, or you I'm could. I'm headed in the direction of 
Kevin with his his thumb drives and ex- his external drives with these battery packs because it's not that we lose power, but out here the sun just it, it brutalizes, it murders things, and so we're constantly having to charge our phones because of the heat. Yeah, no, that's that makes a lot of sense. No, I, it can that can be real real hard on stuff. The heat is just as bad, if not worse, than the cold is on things like that. So. Mm-hmm. No, I understand that. So it's a very cool pick, Mike. I, I would encourage Yeah, I like that. That could be really useful. Now we know all know what to get Melissa for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Let's so. put up a GoFundMe for, for Melissa's power pack. Yeah. So my pick for this week is, we've mentioned just once or twice my penchant for retro gaming. You know, I've talked a little bit about it. Not much. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. And I've come across this new website which unfortunately also has a store that's somewhat local to me. So this is not going to end well. But the website's called eStarland.com, if the users want to go take a look. And something I found on their website uh, that looks cool that I've been toying with the idea of buying is a Nintendo N64 system. And I happen to like the Jungle Green version of it. Um, It's very, think of an iMac the early iMacs that were translucent. <laughs> the li- what was it, lime? Lime, yeah. So put the lime in the coconut and call me. Well, in I have the a tangerine. Mo- <laughs> there you go. Put the tangerine. Anyway, the <laughs> so anyway, I have uh, I chose that off this website, and I also put in a bonus pick. You know, if somebody wants to send me a hundred dollar online gift certificate to help out with this purchase, <laughs> with this, uh-huh. this problem that Kevin has. Yes, yeah, so, well, I I will have to admit I've placed two orders this week with eStarland.com. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, I've been ordering oh. games, so yeah, it's well, not good. You don't. Well, and you know, I've been weakening too because I keep thinking about. And I've mentioned it for oh, probably a good year, year and a half now, maybe close to two years. Uh, I keep thinking about an Xbox, and I've been thinking about it more because playing my big screen computer over here is, has issues once in a while with USB ports when I'm playing games, and I'll be in the middle of playing game and it'll crap out on me. And I'm thinking maybe if I just got a um, in Xbox and got Borderlands and a few other games, or maybe a PlayStation too. I haven't. I'm not you went like a dedicated box. For yeah, just a dedicated box for playing games uh, and hook that up. So then, uh, you know, yeah, because uh, then my computer would be giving me grief like that. So I've been, you know, weakening on that front. So I've been, you know, thinking about it. So uh, well, you you're not the it. only one, Kevin. You could get an Xbox 360 used. There, I still mine works. That's true. And there you could get a whole setup for probably a hundred and fifty bucks. Aren't you yeah. just, you know, trade with each other? <laughs> I can't get rid of anything. <laughs> like like little game yeah. pals, like pen pals, but with game pals. <laughs> well, I don't think we have that much that overlap though. I mean, uh-huh. unless we traded whole systems. Yeah. Uh the only gaming system I got is my um uh NVIDIA shield back there. And oh my yeah, God, you'd have to be without a game system for a while. That would be so terrible. Yeah, that would be horrible. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. There's no way. I don't think we our worlds, except for the Switch, our worlds don't overlap that much. So. Yeah. The one with the most toys wins. Well, I mean, my addiction, as I've said multiple times, <laughs> is the, the handheld gaming. I've been playing my DS, my Game Boy Advance, my uh, Game Boy Advance SP, and that's where my addiction lies right now. I've been looking at the. Uh, Atari throwback port handheld device that's, uh, what is it, AT or AT Games, however you want to say it, sells for about 60 bucks so that you can play, you know, I can play the old Atari 2600 games in a handheld device. I'm telling you, you have got to decorate your Christmas tree with all of those things this year. You need to make a, a theme-dedicated Christmas tree with all your handhelds as ornaments hanging on it. I might put a couple on there just for shit. And then, and, and then for the what is it? The twelve days before Christmas, <laughs> you pick one one off each day and play it. Oh, uh, but I don't know if I could do that because I get. So, I mean, we were playing Pac Man to uh, Pac Man versus today. Uh, my son and I were across the DS because you can hook two DSs up wirelessly. And uh, um, well, but, okay, I'll give you special permission for that one. Yeah. So, 
it's it's bad, and I'm I'm pretty sure there's a Nintendo 2DS XL in my near 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 future. So, what can I say? Yeah, that keeps crossing my mind too. Yeah, it's it's mm. not crossed; it's stuck in mind. So, uh, yeah, that too. So anyway, folks, with that, we'll wrap up the show, and we'll start with our our returning hostess with her with her mostess all over everything. <laughs> um. Uh, Melissa, where can people find more about you if they would want to? Well, you can go to themacmommy.com or you can look for me on Twitter at themacmommy. And also, uh, Dave and I got back in the saddle and recorded a new episode of In Touch with iOS. So that's our podcast. You can go check that out. Very good. And I incur- I'm catching up. I was a few episodes behind. I don't remember where I'm up oh, to. Good. So I'm catching up. I heard my name mentioned a couple of times, so I was very careful to listen. <laughs> uh, so go go have a listen, folks, if you haven't. And Michael, where can they find you? Well, uh, you can find me on Twitter at DSC Chipman, and I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's uh, M-C-P-E-E-K. And after uh, Labor Day, uh, is uh, we're going to get uh, – uh, sci-fi tech talk back on track again hopefully you know everyone's personal lives have kind of settled down a little bit and we'll be able to get back on a regular schedule with that so we've got it we've re- 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 released a few uh, that Julie had in the uh, on hold so uh, we've uh, managed to keep some coming out but yeah hopefully after Labor Day we're going to get back on track and you know uh, get going with that again very good. And go over and have a listen to that, folks. I've mentioned it many times. E-Star. Oh, shoot, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Sci-Fi Tech Talk. Uh, go over and have a look, a listen to that. And uh, Melissa's other show, In Touch with iOS. Her and David do a great show. Uh, folks, if uh, you want to find out more from me, most of my ramblings and misgivings and misfortunes appear on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. If you go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder, you can find other crimes and heinous things I've done online. If you want to find out more about the show, go to geekiestshowever.com. Reviews and comments in iTunes are always welcome, and we thank everybody that's done that. It helps the show get discovered. Well, folks, that's going to wrap us up for this week, and until next we meet, don't forget to hug a geek. Yeah, I think just a straight ad, don't you? Yeah. Like what? What would we say? Like tech fan podcast uh, or? Are you Are you interested in technology and gadgets? Uh huh. Do you um, want to listen to two guys who know technology and gadgets? Are we claiming to be those guys? Yes. <laughs> well, there, there we go. Are we claiming to be that be those guys? You be the judge. Tech fan podcast. No. Yeah. That'll work. Let's use that as an ad. Okay.